Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, everybody. And tonight we'll be reviewing Hostel 2, two that was made, released in 2007. Seven, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, but also, guys, today we had a special guest visiting us, oh. none other than Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Just kidding, guys. Well, sort of. We've got a big cardboard, a life-size cardboard cutout of her. She looks so... Lifelike. Well, lifelike. And the problem is it's in my office here. And I, keep, I keep turning around thinking someone's standing there. And, and it's, it's, it's a very, very good... Um, not a bad image. Mm-hmm. Looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, we did, yeah, Hostel 1. Yes, we did. On the last uh, podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, we are now doing, obviously... The second uh, one. Two, mm. and then we'll probably be doing part three next yeah, time. Third installment. Just having a quick recap on a few things. Right. This one, I'll, I'll go straight down to box office and budget, and I'll go back and do the other bit. This didn't fare as well at the box office as good as the first one. Ah. Now the first one, Hostel One, it was had a budget of about five million, and made eighty-two million at the box office. This one had a budget of ten million and only made thirty-five million at the box office. Mm. I will talk a bit a bit later on, but I get the impression that um, <laughs> the um, how do you put it? The movie, the second movie, even though it's not a bad movie, uh, some people, critics, maybe the paying public thought it was just capitalising on the first movie. Ah. They might have changed the roles from males to females and that sort of stuff, but uh, they obviously everybody seemed to like the uh, first version, uh, the first instalment better. So anyway, I'll talk more about that later. Okay. Well, I do think yeah. that the second instalment is gives you a bit of a, more of a back. Oh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it had some ideas, a bit more of a backstory in how and why things are being done, not just oh, we'll grab a tourist and kill him. Yeah, no, no, no. like it, it's it, not just... Um, there's a bit more of a story behind it, which actually yeah. should have been probably incorporated into the first movie. Yeah, because mm. um, while it was mentioned that these people, unknown people, just walk in there, kill them, and then they go out of the, go yeah. back to their regular yeah. lives. But, that, but, well, but once we, Sarah tells you a story about it, then you understand what I'm talking about, but there's parts of this movie which probably should have been at least touched on in the first movie. Yeah. In, in, in the first 40-odd minutes when nothing yeah. else was going on apart from sex, drugs and rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, at least and, um, <laughs> an idea of what the elite hunting group yeah. is all about. Yeah, I mean, instead of saying, oh, we'll sneak that into the back end of the story. Yeah, in this movie, yeah. it makes out it's more like a hunting club, you and know? It, yeah. Or like a gun club, if you well, will. Well, not a hunting club. Yeah. Who? And they hunt people and they, and they torture them and kill them. Yeah. Well, that's fine, but in the first movie there's no rhyme nor reason in this second movie it gives it more story how when where why which yeah. could have been better encapsulated in the first movie anyway hmm. here we go guys produced by blah blah um eli roth uh, chris briggs mike fleece and quentin tarantino mm-hmm. um Directed by Eli Roth and also written by Eli Roth. Yeah, meaning um, he uh, took um, steps to write the script again. Well, I think Quentin Tarantino is his mentor, teacher, inspiration, something or other, encourager, urger. Um, <laughs> he just he keeps, keeps going, go on, go on, give us another one. Yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's what he keeps him going. So well, mentally, you know. Mentally, yeah. A bit of support there. And which well, I think everybody needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, I yeah. mean, we all need mm. a mentor to guide us through the land of filmmaking. Ah, oh, should you? <laughs> oh, Lord. I swear. <laughs> you don't know who you might be listening to. Hi, kitties. Oh, hi. Yeah, right over. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, so let's move on to casting or whatever. Well, I didn't worry too much about the cast last time because you haven't know, yeah. put a cannon fodder and stuff. But yeah. I just focus on the main characters we will focus on throughout the production mostly. <sighs> Yeah, yeah I'll just drag my finger down so far down, yeah, desk clerk. Um, 
forget about them. I can't spell out the name. Okay, I'll do all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Well, they've got some funny European names and I can't say them all. Okay. I'll, 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 um, <coughs> I'll, start, I'll stick to the usuals. Uh, Lauren German plays Beth Salinger. Mm. Uh, Bayou Phillips plays Whitney swirling now these i think these are three girls are they yeah three girls like um yeah. like last time it was three guys this yeah. is three girls yeah uh vera dawned on over as alexi alexel Razimov. She, she's a girl who's probably hanging around with them mm. heather matarazzo plays lorna we front great name uh roger bart as stewart what a great name uh, Richard Berge as Todd. And I won't go on because the rest of them I can't pronounce. Yeah. Mm. There you go then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. If I start pron- trying to pronounce these funny names, I'll, I'll probably insult everybody. And I'd rather not insult them to say... Oh, but we can mention at, for the beginning yeah, part yeah. Um, a reoccurring character that recurs in the beginning of it named... Um, well, Jade, I mean, Jade... Oh, Hernandez. Hernandez, who plays Paxton. He, he has a bit part right at the beginning, which, which joins the Hostel 1 movie yeah. to the Hostel 2 so movie. So it's a continuation, which is what well, I always yeah. like about well, Fumi. Like, yeah. A link, a link, yeah, yeah more to, so than anything to else. To explain uh, what became of him and um, will we, what will happen to him eventually. It makes me think of his scene at the beginning. It makes me think of the... The final girl in the sequel to Friday the Thirteenth, yep, yep. where we f- we think we found out the girl was still, you know, near Crystal Lake, and then she gets <laughs> cut, killed, and yeah, yeah she turns oh, into a duck. By the way, <laughs> if you're wondering, Sarah's almost over the flu. I'm in the middle of it. Uh-huh. <coughs> <coughs> so I will be coughing a bit, but the show must go on. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. So let's begin, shall I? I have an idea. Why don't you begin? Okay. Yeah. Paxton talking, hey. has, um, he's, he's gone to Italy and he's, he's in the hospital and he's interrogated by the Italian um, police and, and then they, they start seriously inter- interrogating him really badly and then they, they, they kind of took, grab him and start killing him. And then we, he wakes up in his. And we find it, it's a dream. Yeah, he, we wake. He wakes up at his his girlfriend's grandma's house, and she's a um a little concerned about his well being because he's acting really funny since he got back from yeah, Europe. He thinks these people are going to be after him and try to kill him. And she thinks no, they're not. You're just yeah, being she, paranoid. Yeah, she yeah. says go to the police. They'll be able to track these guys down and and. Get do there. something. Do something. Anyway, but he wandered off downstairs in the middle of the night there or something or other because he can't sleep. Then we hear a, a weird noise downstairs and we think the worst, but we see a man outside probably pruning trees. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, like, yeah the gardener. And then she comes downstairs and she beholds Paxton Her, with sitting his... Sitting at the kitchen table with no head. Yeah. Somehow yeah. he's been decapitated, and I like to think that the guy, the gardener outside, he was sort of um, covering for the main bad well, guys. Maybe he works for them, but maybe they they use that cover. And I don't know. They probably covered, used it as a way of shielding his yeah. his voice from screaming out. Maybe anyway. maybe they may have gagged him using that special gag, yeah, that and was. then they just chopped his head off and they said anyway 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 anyway, this head's been taken to back to Uh, to ukraine and given to sasha the the owner in the nice gift box Uh. it wasn't wrapped up though yeah Uh. so that's the end of paxton everyone he he only had a bit roll then we cross over to um some italian students i mean students who are studying in italy three girls three girls one is Beth, who's a wealth is a wealthy one. is a wealthy who just inherited her money from her re- grandma or yeah, grandparents. Or somebody. She's she's really filthy rich. And her best friends are Whitney, Whitney um, a a bit of a 
player with guys. Good looking player, too. And then and there's Lorna. Um, Lorna, who's the little mousy type. Mousy. Um, what did you call her one yesterday? Last time we <sighs> were remember. talking I about her. Remember. I think you called her um, a droop or droopy. No, not droopy. Uh, I didn't call her droopy. It's very quiet. Um, yeah, mousy type. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, she's just she's not she's not she's not she's not, she's not outgoing. Yeah, she's, she's a, a wi- almost introverted. Almost. Yeah, that's probably the best yeah, word yeah, I can yeah, describe yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're at a night class in Italy, and they're just um they meet this um lady who's uh, one of the models. What's her name? Alexel. Alexel. Axel. A X E L L E. I mean Axel. Yeah, and she's really um warms up to them, and then. They make plans on going to um, <coughs> s- um to to Pol- Pol- Poland, right, Red? Ah, uh, somewhat. Yeah, and make a point of traveling there. And of course, uh, Axel travel comes along and helps them along the way, and what suggests a and suggests and uh, there's a spa near um up at near near where she's but going, yeah. and it will be a great place for them to hang out and catch up socially and stuff like that. Hmm. And the girls agree, and so they head off down to um, to there, and they get to the hostel, the same one, I should mention, hmm. at, from the movie, and the same guy who's the, what's, what do you call him, the guy who um, checks them in? Desk clerk? Desk clerk, yeah. He then takes their passports and yep. then he puts them into, uh, scans them into the computer. And then he unfolds them to parts unknown. Yeah, uh, like it starts off like a bidding war, or and then well, yeah, l- many wealthy people, <laughs> men, women, older gentlemen, younger g- gentlemen, ladies, maybe all start betting and start um, making not betting, bidding, bidding, and eventually um, one of the guys named Todd was able to. You know, get two of the girls to be his victims. Mm. Be my victim. <laughs> so, sorry, that sounds better if Tony Todd said that. <laughs> anyway, t- so this guy is named Todd. Strange enough, <laughs> it's, it's not a coincidence. Anyway, he then gets these two girls, and he plans on taking his friend <laughs> Stu, or Stuart, I mean, to two over there in order to kill them and all that stuff. Yeah, have fun in the sun. The idea was that Todd is like one of those go-getter executive types there and and he says, great for your character. If you're prepared to kill somebody, you'll be really good in business. Hello? Uh, Hello? Uh, (laughs) Did anyone see any problem with this? I (laughs) do, I do. So anyway, um, they then arrive soon enough and they... Eventually meet the girls at a sort of a special um, party that they're that they're holding down near there, right, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. They should be always having parties, little festivals and stuff. Yeah, a festival years. thing. Mm. And yeah. we do see the um, <clears throat> bubble gum, gum ga- gang there. That's what they call yeah, the kids. Yeah, but little kitties. Yeah, who oh, kitties, they've <laughs> they've moved up from asking for lollies and and gum to. Mm. Asking for money. That's better. Mm. Uh-huh. Anyway, so the girls eventually start socialising with the guy, with some of the guy, locals. And and let me see what happens. Oh, yeah. Um, Stu and Todd, they start mingling with the, with, the, with the group. And Stu befriends a little bit with Beth. A little bit. They start talking, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah. Of course. He couldn't keep away, could he? Uh, it's uh, like playing for food. Yeah, I should mention <laughs> Stu is um, in a fractured marriage, and they probably yeah. and he probably might be looking at he hates being divorced. Yeah, he hates his wife. If he, if he uh, feels, well, I don't know, into something like it, and he feels that this girl reminds him of his wife, so he can take mm-hmm. case aggression on her. How's that? Exactly. So. Yeah, so. Works that way for me, yeah. Meanwhile, her friend, um, what's her name, Lorna? Lorna. She gets um attracted to um a guy, and they start dancing, and she gets a bit drunk, I think. Yeah, she doesn't drink much normally. Yeah, she's the as Mike said, mousy type, and she wants to. She he suggests that they go on a boating thingy wing, 
and but her friend Beth tells her, "No, you better not go. This is um, it's still a foreign country. You never know. These guys may rob you blind. Or do something. Or yeah. do something drastic. Horrible, rude. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, she says, "Ah, oh, yeah," and then she ends off going off in a rowboat with this guy. Yeah, and never to be seen again. Well, by them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the rest of the girls they continue hanging <clears throat> out with Alexa. Uh, Alex, Axel, 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 sorry, and Axel, and while they're um, hanging out together in a in a the spa, I think it was, um, Beth is just is um have nodding off and nod, nod, nod. and then um Whitney disappears along with a lot of other people that were in the at at the spa, but somehow everyone seems to have gone home or something. Yes, mm. interesting. That is oh yeah. <laughs> <coughs> like it was totally staged for her, you know? Yeah, suddenly the men in black, I'm going to call them this men in black in this hey, one. Hey, that's a good movie, isn't it? Because uh, they're always wearing black clothes mm. and uh, it's pretty much obvious. Anyway, she escapes them and eventually she heads into the woods. She gets tripped on a trip wire that by, set by the bubblegum gang and they're, they kind of were about to hit her in, with sticks and stuff. But eventually Sasha, the owner of the um, elite club, Eventually arrives along with um, um, with the her new lady friend, and they he then punishes one of the children by shooting them. Yeah, he he wanted to make an example. Yeah. Uh, well, feral kids, they're a dime a dozen, you know. Yeah, it's not fair, really. <laughs> anyway, um, so they head back to Sasha's place, and there, um. Beth makes the discovery that they work with the men in black. And she heads, she hide, tries to hide in the closet. There we find a secret room where we see lots of decapitated heads. heads mm. And one of them is Paxton's head. Well, why don't we? It was going to get uh, Mount, hmm. put, yeah, mount on a plaque on the wall in the den or something. The men yeah. in black appear behind her and they drag her away. Then we cross over to the elite hunting club area, which has modernised a little bit because they've gotten some video cameras. I guess now that bit they... Of a bit more CCTV stuff to keep yeah. an eye on things. Yeah, now that they <coughs> learned from their mm-hmm. lesson from last time, mm. they probably think they should up the security, not just yeah. bring in a lot of more uh, men in black. Oh, yeah. You've got a couple of guys sit there and watch the CCTV and say... We have a problem in Sector 3. Exactly. It makes it easier. Yeah, Todd and Stu Mm. arrive and Mm. start prepping up for their encounters with the two lovely ladies. Oh, I should mention the um, the other girl that disappeared. She was actually um, took part in... When she was kidnapped, she was took part in a a client's, um, you know... Fan, bit of a, a bit of a fantasy, sort fantasy of thing. Yeah. where her client uh, um, drenches herself oh, in well, her we, blood. We, 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 we find that the Lorna hung upside down by her feet, with her arms behind her back, yep. uh, that sort of stuff, and naked uh-huh. above something which looks like a bathtub or a recessed thingy in the ground, like yeah, like a spa or something. And a lady comes in there. And she has something like a thighs in her hand mm. and starts ripping at her skin while she's in the mm-hmm. depression in the ground below her. And she starts bathing in the bud like Elizabeth Bathroy. Maybe that was her fantasy. Possibly. Bathing in blood. And in the end, she rips her guts over all the blood comes out. It's really, and then slips her throat. Not. She's having a wonderful time. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So back to the present. At least one of them was. So Stu and Todd, they got their gear together, they got their tools, their weapons, and they then get into their assigned costumes. Yeah. And the girls are assigned costumes too. Um, Beth is dressed in a business Ooh. suit, I think. Beth's a business suit and a friend in a bit of a cheerleader thing. No, that was someone else uh, in the other oh, movie. Oh, that's another movie. Um, hmm. Yeah, what was interesting? Um, I don't recall. A white, little white thing. Yeah. Oh, n- nothing major, but she, yeah. she was ready for action. Yeah. She nearly yeah. tried to escape, Whitney, but yeah. she but she got dragged back by the um, hmm. dog. Well, not dragged back by the dogs. They, they brought in some um, Rottweiler-type dogs. Nice puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're more prepared this time. As so. Anyway, back to the story. So we be, so they each man goes into their rooms of preparing to kill or hurt the girls that 
that they've been assigned to. Of yeah. course, Todd, he doesn't have the heart to kill. Even after his, um, oh, I'm so I so want to do yeah, this. He, he, he went go, so go, far and, and then he re- sort of reneged on it. Yeah. Yeah. Pussy. When, yeah. yeah. When he yeah. actually took a chainsaw and he sliced it into <clears> her <throat> head, she didn't die or anything. Just a little bit of a graze, a yeah, horrible well, a one. A big graze. A big graze. Lots of blood and but everything. But for some dead. reason, he kind he, of chickened out. He couldn't follow through on yeah. it. Yeah. And the guard there <clears> tells him, you haven't finished the job yet. You have to completely yeah. kill her, not just graze her. But there's a penalty for not doing your job, too. He didn't know about it. Yeah, yeah. so he, the dogs, the Rottweilers, they track him down into the elevator and kill him. Yeah, so Todd forfeited his own life for not killing the girl. Ah. And you think... He should have checked the fine print. You think that it would have been Stuart that would have been the one checking out, but as it turns out, um, when he approaches the girl Beth, who is going to be the likely victim, um, he nearly chickens out, but then he changes his mind and restraps Beth back yeah. into a chair. So and before he gets down to the nitty gritty, um, he gets approached by the same the people in charge, telling him that his friend's chickened out, and now we have a vacant victim. Meaning, you want to spare. Yeah, he's. They asked two other clients beforehand. One was actually eating his client, is yeah, um, the victim, yeah, and yeah. the other one was being electric shocked. Yeah, and they'll die just too busy. Yeah, they didn't yeah. want to. They probably didn't want to buy, uh, you know, an extra victim. They have enough fun, yeah. Anyway, so fun, 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 fun. So fun. Stu goes into the room. We don't see what becomes of of Whitney, but we can imagine the worst, right? Whitney? Yeah, the worst. Anyway, he returns... They would, have, they would have just topped up, yeah. The, they re, she returns later, and he plans on starting to kill Beth, and he kept taunting her with comments about him, his wife being a total bitch, bitch and all that stuff, hell, nasty comments like that. But then um, she tries to turn the tables on him by saying that he's not her, she's not his wife, and she understands him, and he attempts to unstrap her and tries to make out with her, I guess. But then she takes turns the tables on him by um, attacking him and strapping him into the chair herself. Yeah. And she goes to the to the cameras and tries to knock out the yeah, cameras. Yeah, she breaks that one of the cameras so they can't see what she's doing. Yeah. She quickly tries to get the code. There's a bit of a code number on the door in order to get out. Yeah, a pin pad job. Yeah. yeah, eventually he doesn't. He does, at first she thinks he gives him the wrong number, but she it then finally does click in. Mm. And but soon enough, the those people arrive, and she says, um, "I want out. I want to get out of here." And they said that you don't have the money, and you don't have, and there's but no she chance. Did. But she says that she could buy everyone in, in this, this room. Place. She, in the whole place here. Mm. She must have lots of money. Yeah. Anyway, he says it's. The, Sasha tells her it's not the money that we want. We want you to kill someone. So, so she takes some shears and cuts Stu's, you know, he, gentles uh, off. Yeah, he, he's a little man who's no more. And she throws it to the dogs. Yeah, and Wait she, a minute. And then she puts her hand down where the, his thing was and ripped open the skin a bit more there so he'd just bleed out. Yeah, and she comments to the... The Sasha and the group let him bleed out let's, and let's die. Let's let him bleed out and die. Don't give a, didn't give a crap. And then she signed a contract or an agreement and got a little tattoo. Yeah. See, yeah. throughout this movie, um, the Elite Hunting Club they ask you to for all new members to have a tattoo on their skin. Oh, a, little bl- a little hunting dog, a little like a bloodhound, is it? Bloodhound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we cross over to um, the another festival going down and. Alex, Axel, Axel is um, talking to a bunch of new tourists, and somehow the bo- one of the bottle gum members steals her purse. So she chases them, and then she soon gets tripped by the tripwire. And then we see Beth appear with a, a very huge medieval hunting axe. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of the big axes the knights used to use. Yeah. Yeah, and she swings it down, chopping her head off. And then the kids, the bottle gum yeah, group, yeah. gang, start using kicking, kicking the um, her head around like, like a, a soccer, soccer ball. ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we cut to black. The what a fun movie! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a little bit different to the first movie, but it's it's faithful to the theme. 
Um, I agree. Again, why I said what I said earlier, the bits about people bidding for the victims, that to me that should have been Extended. touched on a bit. No, it should have been touched on a bit in the first movie. <coughs> to make a bit more sense of it. However, yeah. the first movie made more money. I guess they're trying to keep they, it secret. They, they like the blood and guts and gore in the first movie. Yeah. I guess it would have yeah. been... I mean, it, they wanted to keep it a secret from the audience, making them think that this is... Um, they might... But there's still there's a story behind it. Yeah, there is a story behind I mean, it. If you go in a hole there somewhere and you get killed, well, why do you get killed? Was it a pedophile? Was it a rapist? Was it just a homicidal maniac? You need some sort of story behind it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I got to admit, I did yeah. like the different attempts on yeah. how each person gets killed by different clients. I mean, it's interesting. Like, um, yeah. the whole bloodbath thing. The yeah. Well, she the, was allowed to do her own thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, it depends on the client and what they request. Yeah. And the other guy wanted to... In the first movie, one of the guy wanted to be, wanted to be a surgeon, but he didn't have... Steady hands, so he liked to cut people open and do things to their bodies and stuff. Uh, and that was his fantasy, so he just paid for money and yeah. and ripped bodies open without anaesthetic and stuff, which is very nice, uh, yeah. and that sort of stuff. And these people here, um, one guy was doing electric yeah. shock therapy to some person who didn't really need it. Um, and another yeah. one who's the, a bit somebody. of a doc, Mr. Lecter type like thing. Hannibal Lecter type, we're going to eat this guy and... Yeah. With a bit of some father beans, nice candy. <laughs> yeah. That must have been a bit of a silent lamp uh, <laughs> fantasy, whatever that. Quite possibly. Anyway. Well, you know, why not? You know, I wonder what human beings taste like. Hmm. Good point. I was wondering, was we're a white meat? Do we, would we taste like pork or chicken or something rather? Yeah. It could be quite delectable. Anyway, oh, uh, so mm. I, I never thought that Todd would, um, I mean, Stuart would turn out to be the more powerful. I, th- I think he snapped. Yeah, I think he did too. This pressure from his mate and the situation—he just went, he went crazy, and uh, his bad feelings about his wife just suddenly snapped and outside his head, and he just snapped and changed. Boof, there you go. Yeah. Ew. And his um friend Todd, who didn't have the guts. Yeah. He had the. He kept on. We making... saw his guts. Yeah, we did. He did. did. The dog's animal. But you got to admit, he kept on making it. We, I can't wait to do this. It's, it's like if you're going on a roller coaster and then you chicken out at the um when you start getting yeah, but, into the. But seat. they don't cut you up the roller coaster, do they? Yeah. They cut your head off, really. I mean, no. you sit in line, you wait, you're excited, and then when you it's your turn, you feel like, oh, I don't think I have. A, I had a change of heart. That's like my nephew sometimes, who just has a change of heart when his face was some very. Thing, thing different sometimes, yeah. but as you when you start doing it, you feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. When you say, "Mike," yeah, mm-hmm. <coughs> I can't talk too much at the moment. No. Yes. sorry about that, folks. So let's discuss mm. the movie in depth or whatever. Well, it was on the same area, Prague and whatever, and yeah, mm. uh, it's actually, Prague. Sorry, yeah, well, uh, at the uh, crikey, how do you pronounce it? Barandov Studios, they, 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 a lot of the corridors and stuff actually made up of sets. Hmm. Instead of going back to an old building and running around, that's why it looked a bit different and cleaner. Yeah, yeah. I see what it would be. The first movie, I think, was done more on site at this old abandoned hospital. Hmm. But this this was done a bit more, um, I believe, in, more inside a studio to make it easier to do film around and stuff. Okay. Yeah, well, no, whatever. And I had to make up some sets as well, the bar, the bath scene and other things. And yeah, yeah I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, so you couldn't do it also. Yeah, and I obviously did uh, a film for footage around Prague itself. Yeah, mm. uh, a harvest festival. That's what I'm doing at uh, Chesky Kromlov, uh, located in the. Uh, the southern Bohemian region. So oh, yeah, at least that's where still. Yeah, uh, the brick and mortar extensions of the factory were constructed by a production designer. Okay, yeah. and based on real abandoned factories that toured abroad. So yeah, um, they, they had a great, a great sense of realism. Mm-hmm. I think um, they really did good work. Um, again, I, I mean, the first movie was lacking in some ways. And this one was lacking. In other ways, but together, I think they make two good movies. Hmm. Yeah, if you look them together, uh, yeah, uh, because yeah, one they they do tie into each other quite nicely, 
and it develops yeah, a bit like Star Wars trilogies and stuff, you know, uh, they're, uh, four, five, and six, and they just joined in quite nicely, man, hmm. uh, told a good story, yeah, next yeah. level, please. Yeah, and yeah. their style changed because, um, well, actually, when we were watching ours, it, we we watched the a different ending to the first one, yeah. but uh, this one... Um, follows through with the other ending yeah. where he where Paxton killed his killed the Dutchman. Mm. I mean, touch, Dutch businessman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Left me at all. So mm. <coughs> we do even get <coughs> we also get a flashback <coughs> to that very date. Yeah, too. Oh, at the beginning, yeah, yeah. And that's where, that's where Lincoln's to the first movie. Mm. Oh, excuse me, I'm just trying to breathe. <sighs> there you go. I can't breathe. Oh, I'm dying. Don't kill me! Ah! Oh, pretty um, funny. Whatever. Okay. Um, let's have a look. What other? We've got lots of paperwork here. Russell, Russell, Russell. Yeah, Russell, Russell. There. Yeah. yeah. Uh, censorship. That's how I, I didn't have a quick read of this before. It's um, interesting. Uh, it's been restricted to adults in most countries That's for obvious reasons. Figures. Uh, however, it's been cut in Germany. And the German exit. However, it has been cut in Germany, and the German extended version, in which Lawrence torture death the scene, is still not shown completely. So they've recut it a bit uh, for German. Hmm. Uh, I mean, fair enough. Um, So it's it it's it depends on country. Some some people said years ago that the censorship laws in Europe were a lot a lot easier. Than the Western world again, Australia, England, America, and whatever. Uh, so yeah, you can get away with anything in Europe, but maybe <laughs> things have changed a bit, or maybe the Western movies are getting worse than the uh, European movies were, so mm. we've gone past them. I don't know. So yeah, um, but yeah, there are some graphic bits, especially when the guy got his he's uh, he's manhood deprived of mm. him. Um, yeah, I should mm. mention, guys. There's, it, there's a lot more nudity in real. this movie too. Well, that's not bad. There's also a bit of <laughs> male nudity. Um, you don't see too much male nudity these in, days. Well, you don't see lots, but it, it's it's a little bit here and there. But the point is, well, when you saw the guy's really being cut off, you really thought he's really was being cut off, guys. It made me cringe in my seat and hold my. Family jewels, and so I hope they're still there. And uh, <laughs> at least he's uh, not you're going to hang like a bear. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not hung like a bear. Okay, right, okay, yeah. Dale and Tucker versus evil. Yes, 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 yes. Actually, it's cold here at the moment, so I, I'm having to- hard time trying to find it at the moment. Anyway, it's been on a chilly side. Um, now, um, look, I can't say too much about this. I've said about box office crap and everything else. What about the reception? That's usually well, I'm gonna, interesting. Well, I'm not going to go into too much because it's it's all out of the shop. Um, some people thought the first movie was better. Some people think this one was crappy because it's just milking the idea from the first movie. Um, however, the pain public still went to see it. I doubt. And it still made a profit. Yeah, it did make a profit. I mean, it's weird, yeah. to, it's weird that when you look at... The reception yeah. with reviewers, they say one thing, but with a re- but, but, but the paying well, public say another. More. I think, I think right. It could have made more at the box office. Right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that sometimes the reception people say, it's a really, really good movie, but you look at the returns, it didn't make squat at the box office. Mm. The people didn't like it, but the reception from the, the, the critics' reviews were good. Mm. So in this case, they didn't actually like it, but it still made money for the guys who made it. And that's, to me, at the end of the day, if you have a, a really, really, really good movie and make a shitload of money, gee, you're doing great. But not every movie can do that. No, that's true. If you're lucky to break even or make a profit on it, you're, you're doing well. Hmm. Um, if it goes backwards, well, maybe if you keep doing that, you're in the wrong business. Hmm. Um, yeah. But, however, I, I sp- like, many times I've spoken to Sarah and other people trying to explain my feelings on the industry. It can't be all about the money. Yes, money is important. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on the art. The art, what you are trying to create mm. for the public. You yeah. Know, you, bring, you bring your vision yeah. to life. Yeah, despite the yeah, gore yeah. and the blood and yeah. the horror, yeah. this, these come out as more artistic yeah. films. Yeah. yeah, but your art house, but still so degree. 
Um, but what I'm saying is that if you focus on the art and make it really, really, really good, with your mind on the budget, not saying, oh, I've got so much money to spend on this, how can I spend it? No, no. You, you look at the art and say, I want to create that piece of artwork and I've got this much money to play with. Hmm. How can I best use money? Hmm. And some, sometimes if you don't get that mindset happening right, you can actually have an inferior product. And that's where I think some of the bigger products, my projects fall over. They've got a big lot of money to spend. Oh, I've got a lot of money. How can we spend it? Hmm. No, no, it's not about that. It's say, yeah, how about... I've got a good movie to make. Yeah, I can use that money this way, that way, and the other way, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, I've got some left over. That's a change. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, yeah. So it, to me, it, it should be about the art, not about the budget, but be mindful of the budget. And that's where the problem is with some of these movies. Mm. And I think uh, <laughs> they don't get it right sometimes. And that's why the budget sometimes is good, but it actually... The takings go down because I think I'm more focused on the dollar than the project. Hmm. Oh, what can we serve up the people in the seats here to go, let's make money at the box office? No. How can we make a good product so people will come to the theatre to see the product? And mm, exactly. So, yeah, they'll put in the cart before the horse sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, so... So, yeah, I think that's where it lacks sometimes in some movies, and this could have been one of those cases. Mm-hmm. They spent a bit more money on it and they made less. Why? Maybe they thought, oh, we'll be right. We'll write off, write off the uh, credibility of the first movie and we've got this much money, let's spend it. <sighs> with, 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 with less thought on the product. So can, Maybe. We, can we look at the, um, the reception? I mean, could we look at at least one or two of the reviewers on what uh, they thought <coughs> of it? I would okay. like, to, I'd like to see. Because from I'm, not, I'm not, I was trying to get over it because I'm not speaking very well at the moment. No. Okay. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes reports an approval rating of 44% based on 113 reviews. Um, the site's critics, uh, uh, critics' consensus reads, offering up more of the familiar sadism and gore hostel. Part 2 will surely thrill horror fans. Mm. That's it. Doesn't say it doesn't say the top saying is really, really great. It just says saying like the same shit. Okay. Hey, um, that's no, that's what it's saying. That's what it says. On Metacritic, the film had a weighted average score of 46 out of 100, based on 21 critics, saying mixed on average reviews. It doesn't say why or what they said. Uh, CinemaScope gave an average C out of an A plus to F scale. It doesn't say why. It doesn't mean I can't tell you too much. Okay. okay. Sure. Now, several critics compared the film's production value and plot positively to its predecessor. Strains that. In the Hollywood Reporter, Michael Reitschaffen said the film was a step up in virtually every aspect. I thought some parts were better. From production values, it's quite better, I think. To its better focused storytelling, because it had the bit about the the uh, bidding and stuff, it had more storyline in it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and more fully developed characters. We knew more about the characters. One was rich, one was mousy, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Okay, similarly, um, total films described the film as superior beast compared to the first film. Hmm. Made less money, didn't it, guys? Uh, with a stupefying technical advancements. Okay. Hmm. A satisfying plot. Yeah, that plot wasn't bad. And the main characters who are fun to hook up with. Okay. <laughs> now, you want some negative ones? Some film critics believe the Philip uh, ca- uh, commented on wider geopolitical themes. And then it gets deep here. That's why I didn't want to read these. Okay. Anthony Quinn, writing for The Independent, speculated that the film may offer a subversive commentary, commentary on American values. Uh, Owen uh, Gleeman of Entertainment Weekly believe the businessman ethos and auction style bidding process in the film is similar to the real life practices of the sex trafficking industry. Mm. You see, it's just getting dirtier and darker and horrible. And yeah, mm. um, uh, criticism of the film uh, focused on how similar it was to its predecessor. It didn't change much, but it is a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, as it well improved. as its lack of depth. 
I think it had no more or no less depth than the first movie. I think the depth was um, yeah. well developed. When I mean, considering no. the fact yeah. that... It, um, it, a lot, it had slight, a bit more character development, good storyline, but it's still a shallow movie. Yeah, yeah. But, and it also gave us a name and a face to the yeah. pe- these unknown yeah. um, people on the dark net who bid it on these um, unnamed, pe- uh, unnamed victims. Yeah, but look, what I'm saying is, I say... The, the criticisms usually say it's very similar to the first movie or it's it's dropping off. It's, it's taking stuff from the first movie, yeah. riding on its coattails, yeah. and that's all. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to read them all now. I because just mean that, yeah. that in the first one, we assumed it was just, um, they were just clicking off, plucking off um, different um, people on the hotels, or the, I mean the hostels, and just using them for their own you know, fun, weird games that the um, the their clients want. Right. We just assumed that they were just picking anyone who just fit the criteria. Okay, okay. do you want me to give you a nasty one? Yes, go ahead. Okay, and it'll be the last critique I do. And I don't like this one. <coughs> <coughs> I don't normally mention people's names here, but I have been tonight. Mark uh, Kermode, I think it is, of The Observer wrote, Eli Roth should be slapped. And sent to bed with no supper (laughs) (laughs) until he promises to stop squandering the promise of cabin fever on infantile tripe like this. Sadly, his ongoing association with Quentin Tarantino, who once again presents this drivel, merely brings out his worst uh, arrested adolescent fanboy tendencies. Oh, brother. Oh, come on, give it a grip. Go you know, on, leave that? us alone. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Oh, He's one, In Leonard Moulton's annual publication, Rating Movies, the film is given a bomb rating, commenting, dreary to say the least. Mm. Okay. Guys, they made money. Yes. It served to the fans who wanted to see it. Mm. You don't like it, that's your problem. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. not to mention the fans enjoyed it, and the, yeah. and the numbers sorry, do, yeah. and numbers don't lie. If they made a profit, that's all you can hope for. Hmm. Yeah, they made a profit. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into it. I can't talk too much tonight. No. Anyway, so let's read it now. Our well, own, I'm, I'm, own I'm, gonna, I'm still going to give it down around eight because they, they could, there were a few things in this one which could have been done better. Um, hmm. I just find sometimes. These sorts of movies, they concentrate more on the blood and guts and gore of the storyline. This is probably... No, look, I'm I'm not being unfair. I'm being a bit unfair. I gave eight to the one, Hostel One, because I thought that was a bit underdeveloped. This one's better. I'll give it eight and a half, okay? I'm going to give this one nine and a half out of ten myself. This is better. I think it's better production value, but it's still lacking a bit here and there. Mm. Still a good thing if you like... Gut, blood and guts and gore and everything else. Yeah, it's a good watch. Yeah. I do like a little bit more substance in my movies. You know, it's no good seeing blood and guts and gore if no rhyme and reason. This does have a bit more of a story behind the rhyme and reason. Hmm. <coughs> but still, it's, it's still a bit shallow on some parts of it. Yeah, but I'm going to give it's it... It's probably hard to get the target. Yeah. I'm going to give it nine and a half out of ten because hmm. I think it... I thought the story was well developed, and it did give of, give us a little bit mm. of an explanation of the elite hunting club and, a little and bit more, and how it operates, yeah. and how it mm. operates, like how do they get the word out to their yeah. clients, well, the online bidding the, and stuff to pick these, up the pick the people and stuff, yeah. yeah. How the hostel itself mm. is involved by they scanned in the mm. pa- their yeah. passports, yeah. given all the information to these unknown people. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Anyway, yeah. here we go. eBay planning for sale. Uh, Amazon, plenty for sale. I'm not sure about rent. I didn't see any listing there for renting. Mm-hmm. It might be there. Maybe my eyes were, aren't all aren't all cracked up to be, but I didn't see prime rent anywhere. Now, having said that, um, I did notice when I was looking at cost-wise, there's packs of the three movies, mm. which work out in many cases to be a lot cheaper than buying three individuals. So if you're interested in actually buying the movies, I would actually go buy a three-pack. You'll save money, okay? Um, So, look, it's a good watch. I mean, (coughs) I'm not into 
Like, I like horror. And I don't mind a bit of blood, okay? However, uh, sometimes it's the type of movie and story writing, uh, screenplay writing, that I concentrate on more and to see how they actually develop it. And these look, these two movies, well, three, three movies, we're just going to do the other one tomorrow, um, is they're not my style of movie, but I can still see what Eli Roth is up, up, up to uh, with his storytelling, and I think he's done a good job irrespective of what the critics say. Quentin Tarantino, I think he's backing the right horse. Okay? Yeah. I like Quentin. I've seen some of his earlier movies. Not a problem. I like yeah. Quentin. He's a very smart man in his own way, and he's a credit to the industry. Yeah. And so is Eli. I like it that it does explain how the dark web might come about these days. Like, um, it may turn out... That oh, there is a dark web out there. Yeah, there I mean, I, yeah. it just explains um, how it works. Like... Yeah. What people sell, yeah, who they sell it to. I, who I, I understand the idea about the dark web. I mean, I've read about different things, but it, it, it runs side by side with the actual web, but you need a code or something, an access word, password, something to get into it. Mm. Once you're in it, yeah. you can do anything. You can, you can do sex trading and, and guns and drugs and shit and crap, and all, all the illegal crap. And I don't know why governments of the world don't try to close it out. Beats mm, me. Because, I mean... Yeah, it's it's there, and they worry about a Twitter or something or other. Can I get on the freaking dark web? <laughs> do, yeah. do something about that. Spend your money on the dark web. Yeah. <coughs> if yeah. You, if they can hack computers and around the world, I'm sure they can hack, hack in the dark web somehow rather than close it down. Mm. At least the bad, really, really, really bad parts of it. Yeah, at least some of the yeah. webs, the bad yeah. sites. I'm not saying this or this. <coughs> this sort of thing happens on it, but I mean anything is possible on dark web. Yeah, well, they, yeah. they, they're we've yeah. um, anyway. Um, so um, that's our um our thoughts on the movie. Yeah, I and can't, I can't breathe. And much more. as we yeah. said before, you could probably get on Amazon. You get on um, eBay. eBay. So if you get on there, you get anywhere probably, and um, yeah. your own chosen sites. You might be able to stream it from somewhere or whatever, but or even go on to Shutter if you have the stream site, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't go on Shutter and stuff, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not hooked up to them, so yeah, I'm not even hooked on to Netflix either because. Um, ever since um, what they've been doing with Disney, um, I think it was, it's a waste of money to even so much as become a member well, of those well, things. Well, look, from what I've seen, I don't like it. You don't get a TV guide thing with it. Uh, well, you know, guide what's on. You, you take a punt and you click on Oh, that movie might be on tomorrow. Oh, do you can't see it. I'm going to be out. Mm. So, and I don't, I, I, I don't watch sport. So, they're going to be getting Foxtel and stuff. Uh, and other things there. And some, some some places have got a lot of movies I don't want to watch. Um, I do watch a lot of movies. But there's some things, well, I've, I've got that. I've got that. I've got that. Yeah. I've got that. Hmm. Saw it last week. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. Uh, and just... Wh- why hook into it? And just a lot of the yeah. time, most of these sites who have all these movies lined up, they all often delete them in order to replace them with something new. Yeah, yeah. And they're not necessarily a good new. No, yeah, not necessarily good, yeah. But they... Um, and their idea of classic cinema in some of these uh, streaming sites sometimes ain't that classic. Mm. They th- oh, it's an old movie. Some people watched it, so we're bunging in there. It doesn't make it a classic movie. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. anyway, um, that's about it for us tonight, I guess. Yeah, I'm a bit sour tonight. I don't feel very well. So <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this review on the Hostel Two, and let us know <clears> in <throat> the comments what you guys think of this movie oh, itself. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we go, did you say you got a comment from somebody the other day about Star Wars? Yeah, something about um, it's been done twenty four years ago. Why review it now? Yeah, that's really that's really strange because what we do and what a lot of reviewers do, we'll review movies, not necessarily all new movies. We do movies from now, way back even to the Salt era, if we want to. Because there's some, I mean, we, I did make a comment, I think, on the first Star Wars movie we did, that <laughs> I had a friend who didn't watch franchise movies. Yeah. He didn't, he st- apart from Rocky, hmm. he didn't watch any franchise movies, he only did standalone movies. Yeah. And I introduced him to, to franchise movies, and he said, oh, these aren't, these aren't as bad as I thought. 
So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why yeah. we're reviewing movies like yeah, Star Wars so, and, and yeah. Alien and other. Yeah. Yes, people have seen them, but some yeah. people haven't seen them. You, wait a minute. Mm. You think about when did Star Wars first come out? Back in the 1977. If you got someone who's 20 years old mm. or a teenager listening to these podcasts, they might not have actually seen these. Uh, yeah. So oh. that's why we're doing older movies as well. I was tempted to tell yeah. this person yeah. on Facebook yeah. that, no, or no. on social media no. that that YouTube um, movie yeah. reviews weren't around back in yeah, the olden days. What I'm saying Eva. is that we're choosing to do movies from different decades as well because if you've got a really, really old person like me and we're reviewing a really, really new movie, you'd say, hey... Old guys like me like it, so why don't you get off your bum and have a look at it yourself if you haven't seen it? Also, okay. yeah. guys, bear in mind, we do have our own set of opinions on yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, and it's always good to sometimes, yeah. if not all the time, the vintage to, of the understand, to understand how a, another no, person no. likes, why they like that movie. The person was coming on the vintage. But if, it, but if, we have, if we've got people ranging from, say, 15 to 95... We're telling a 95-year-old about a new movie he might be interested in, or we're seeing, uh, talking to somebody who's uh, listening in who might be 18 years old who's never seen a movie uh, was made, say, 30 years ago, which might be a really good movie. Mm. Why not tell them about it? Hmm? Yeah. And that's what the podcasts are about. So, I'm not knocking the person who made a comment to Sarah, but that is the purpose of our podcast, to entertain and to bring to light movies that some people may or may not have seen. Mm. Not necessarily totally... Um, always the new ones. Always new and not always totally weirdo ones. Yeah, but I get a lot of, requ- I get yeah. a lot of requests, <clears throat> different requests. Mm. Some say, I like to see more new movies yeah. re- you review <clears throat> and others would say, um, well, I want to see a, a, you guys review an old movie. Yeah, older movies. So, um, yeah, and that's I, that's what, the and re- we're trying to satisfy everybody. Yeah, that's the yeah. requests I get every single time on on social media or anywhere else. And here's something, honestly. If we did only new releases, all only going to do movies that come out in 2022, well... They're not all good movies. Yeah. What are we going to talk what about? What if I don't? <laughs> we don't really like them, and we, then we will act trollish. I mean, so, yeah, and so the, we reviewed this movie. It's a bag of crap. Don't watch it. Yeah, well, that 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 wouldn't be serving any good. So no. we, we so although we go, I have we go seen back that, and I've we did we have reviewed things. a few movies that went under the radar. Yeah, and that's and, that, and that's another point. We things that we have seen, which we don't believe everyone else has. Um, yeah. So, hey, we've got this movie. It's really good. It, it didn't go uh, through the main, mainstream cinemas for very long. It went straight to DVD, and it would have been missed out by a lot of people. Yeah, so... So we tell you about it. So, yeah. I must... F- um, I'm digressing again. So, um... <laughs> <coughs> so that's mm. it for us tonight, mm. guys. Mm. I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode. So, this is Sarah Stevenson. And... Michael, saying, the patient. Yeah. Saying we'll see you guys for our next podcast. Bye for now. Bye, guys. See you later.